We're literally talking about boxing here, folks. We're talking about males getting in a ring and beating the crap out of females in the name of tolerance, inclusion, and diversity. And feminism, I think? <laughs> hey everybody, Brad Palumbo here, back with the Damage Control Podcast, my podcast where I'm reclaiming the LGBT community from the insane leftists who've taken it over. Today, I'm talking about a crazy new rule that puts female athletes in physical danger under extreme transgender activism, a viral incident involving misgendering and Delta Airlines, and as always... I react to some unhinged TikToks from the Alphabet community. If you're new here, do consider subscribing. Do drop a like and comment with your thoughts if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook. And let me know what you think of today's show. Now, we've got a lot to unpack today, so let's get into it. The first story we have to discuss today, I honestly have no words to describe it other than sheer madness. It's lunacy. It's insane. It makes no sense to me. I can't make heads nor tails of it. And I think it will actually put female athletes in physical danger, not emotional da danger, not like their safe space being violated, like actual danger of physical harm. So what am I all worked up about? Well, USA Boxing has just codified a new rule that will allow biologically male participants to box females. Yes, you heard me correctly. We're no longer talking about Leah Thomas and swimming competitions. We're talking about boxing and males boxing females in the name of social justice, inclusion, and tolerance. Take a listen to some of the details from a report over at GB News. USA Boxing to allow transgender women to compete against female boxers under certain conditions from 2024 after introducing new policy. And you think, oh, what are the conditions? Um, it, basically, the conditions are, while boxers under the age of 18 have to still compete with their birth gender, transgender fighters will be permitted to fight in the ca category of their choice. They must meet certain criteria, including declaring their new gender identity, completing gender reassignment surgery, and regular hormone testing. So what that means is... They will definitely have been through the puberty that they were born with. It, well, I suppose unless they had puberty blockers early on. But the point is, you can't change until you're 18. So uh, this is just madness. It's, it's supposed to make it safer and fairer. It does the exact opposite. Yeah, it's disgusting. You'll still have the upper body strength, all sorts of other advantages. We've seen in Fallon Fox in MMA breaking people's orbital bones and things like that, which does happen in boxing anyway if it's two men, but obviously it's gonna make it far more dangerous. We're gonna to go to National Review's reporting for some more details about this crazy story. So Caroline Downey reports that USA Boxing is codifying a rule allowing male participation in the women's division. The National Governing Body for Amateur slash Olympic Style Boxing recently codified a rule permitting male participation in the women's division in its 2024 rulebook. USA Boxing added a transgender policy, written in August 2022, into its 2024 rulebook, declaring that male boxers who transition to female are eligible to compete in the female category under certain conditions. To qualify for the female division, a male must declare his gender identity as female, have undergone gender reassignment surgery, have done hormone testing for a minimum of four years after such procedures, and have met testosterone limits set by USA Boxing. The athlete's total testosterone level in serum must remain below 5 nmol l throughout the period of desired eligibility to compete in the female category, the 2022 rule said. 
male boxers must demonstrate a total testosterone level in serum that is below 5 nmol slash L for at least 48 months before first competition. Importantly, the reporting notes that minor boxers under the age of 18 must compete in the category aligned with their biological sex, but adult boxers can switch to the category of their preferred gender if they meet the requirements. The purpose of this policy is to provide fairness and safety for all boxers, the organization told the Daily Mail in announcing the rule addition. Now, the second part of this reporting that I found really interesting was when it described how some alternative organizations have taken a really quite different approach. So Downey further reports that the World Boxing Council announced in December 2022 that it intends to create a separate category in which transgender athletes can compete in order to protect the women's division but accommodate men who have undergone sex changes. Mauricio Suleiman, the president of the WBC, told The Telegraph at the time, it is the time to do this and we are doing this because of safety and inclusion. We have been the leaders in rules for women's boxing, so the dangers of a man fighting a woman will never happen because of what we are going to put in place. So here you have it, folks. In the name of tolerance and inclusion, we have a sporting body actually moving forward with rules that would allow trans women who are biologically male, right, born uh, with XY chromosomes and are biologically male at birth, and then they transition socially, medically, through hormone therapy, through gender reassignment surgery and all this stuff, they transition to live as women. And look, you guys, if you've been following this podcast, you, you know I really have no issue with that. I think adults should live however they want. I'll use people's pronouns within reason. Power to you, honestly. Like, live your life however you live. You want to live. I, uh, it doesn't bother me. It takes no skin off my back. However, the idea that they are going to box against females, despite all the physical differences between men and women, strikes me as uh, honestly insane. Now, it is important to note that they, as I've mentioned, and as the reporting has mentioned, they do have requirements that people be on hormone therapy and their testosterone levels have to be significantly lowered. So that would do a lot to reduce the muscle mass and reduce the strength difference between these male competitors and their female opponents. But it's very important to note that reducing testosterone levels, even for years, does not fully remove the inherent physical differences and strength advantages between males and females. There have been many different studies that reach this kind of conclusion, and while they all show that it shrinks the difference, it doesn't go away. Part of that is because not all the muscle mass change actually completely changes the effects of male puberty, but part of it is also because the effects of male puberty have a lot of different manifestations that aren't actually directly related to testosterone or to your muscle size, so they're not addressed. For example, uh, people being taller, people having longer wingspans, increased bone density, bigger heart size for you know better cardiovascular exercise, and many other differences between males and females that don't go away no matter what surgeries you have, no matter what hormones you might take. Transitioning even medically does not, and I don't ever think it will, but it certainly doesn't now, change the completely change or completely remove the physiological differences between males and females. So it is still unfair to allow males to compete in, in the female division. 
Uh, but more importantly than the other cases where this is arguably unfair, right? I'm thinking of Leah Thomas and collegiate swimming where Leah Thomas, she destroyed the competition after transitioning, I think, mid-college. That's obviously unfair. But at least nobody is being physically hurt or being made actually unsafe in the process of a swimming competition. So to me, at least in those cases, while I don't agree with it, the stakes are significantly lower. We're literally talking about boxing here, folks. We're talking about males getting in a ring and beating the crap out of females in the name of tolerance, inclusion, and diversity. And feminism? I think? <laughs> I don't know. Let me know what you think. Maybe some of you can make a defense of this in the comments, but it just seems like sheer and utter lunacy to me. Why can't we just have a separate division? Nobody, at least certainly not me, is saying that trans people shouldn't be allowed to compete in sports, but in cases like this, when there's literally physical safety issues, why can't we just have a separate competition, a separate division? That's got to be a reasonable middle ground solution, guys. We can look at MMA fighting. It's obviously boxing is not quite as severe or extreme as MMA, but we can look at the world of MMA to see the competition, just how insane it can actually get when you allow this kind of thing. There's a transgender fighter named Fallon Fox, who's a biological male, but a transgender woman, and she has actually fought and beat so many women so quickly and in some cases even inflicted very severe injuries on her competitors in one case famously fracturing the eye socket of her opponent i'm not going to put the video in here because it's gruesome and disturbing but you can go find it it's insane like it's not a fair fight whatsoever it's really brutal uh and the entire thing is disturbing to watch. I don't know, guys. I just think this is madness. I just think this is what happens when you're so open-minded that your brain starts to fall out. We can balance dignity and respect and inclusion for transgender people and all people with basic, basic respect for fairness, safety, and acknowledging biological reality. If you don't, and if you really attach this kind of insane lunacy to transgender acceptance, well, people are going to dismiss the entire package out of hand. And frankly, if the choice is allowing males to beat up women in the boxing ring or reject it all, I can totally see why people would do that. I am begging, just begging the LGBT community to stop being crazy. Hey guys, Brad here, cutting in to remind you that I host another podcast, a weekly political podcast called the Based Politics Podcast, where me and my co-host Hannah Cox, we break down the biggest news stories and what's trending on the internet and give you our nonpartisan, honest opinions. If that would interest you and you want more Brad, check out the links in the description to make sure that you're also subscribed to and watching the Base Politics Podcast. But regardless, Thanks for tuning in to Damage Control. Up next, a transgender actress is going viral right now after having a huge confrontation with a Delta Airlines employee that suffice it to say, did not go the way she expected. The actress in question is Tommy Dorfman, who is a trans woman and actress best known for her role in 13 Reasons Why. And she is accusing Delta of violating her human rights after having a conflict with employees over perceived misgendering. And we actually have some video from the incident that was posted by Tommy herself. Uh, let's take a look at that video. What about when a Delta employee misgenders I'm you so intentionally? Sorry, well, while, she's talk while he's talking, you're talking. You just misgendered me again. Okay. 
multiple times. Gotcha. Both of you have. Sorry. Wasn't intentional, but if you yeah. want to take it personal, that's also. Well, okay. she did do it intentionally twice. Okay, so you're I talking to me too. You said she, and then you said he. You're being condescending, and if you want to continue, Ooh. I have Port Authority escort you out the building right this moment. If you want to play that game with me. Okay. Would you like to continue three days before Christmas? I really don't mind. I'm good. I'll just put this on. So I want to preface my take here with that it's always hard to evaluate a situation from just a little snippet that gets posted. So we've got about 30 seconds there. We really don't know what went down before and after. And depending on that context, you could reach very different conclusions. What's important to note here, though, and I'm citing some reporting from uh, Fox News, is that Dorfman actually claims that that they were intentionally misgendered on multiple occasions and that this constitutes a human rights violation. So in her TikTok caption, Dorfman wrote that she did not, quote, realize it was condescending to flag a human rights violation after another employee misgendered me incessantly. Dorfman, who starred in the hit Netflix show 13 Reasons Why, revealed in 2021 that she is a trans woman who uses she, her pronouns. In a statement to Fox News Digital, a spokesperson for Delta Airlines said, we're aware of the video and looking into the matter, including reaching out to our customer to understand more about what occurred. So I have a few things to say about this incident, and it's really gone viral and people have lots of feelings about it. I don't have the strongest feelings in the world, but I do have a few things to say. For one, if an employee really was intentionally, like aggressively misgendering a trans person, I would say that's not cool. I mean, I don't think you should have to use their pronouns, but you could probably just avoid using pronouns or really avoid being aggressive in a way they might feel is disrespectful, I think would be the best thing to do. At the same time, it is not a human rights violation to be misgendered. And that is one of the most absurd things I've heard in some time. You don't have a human right to control other people's speech. That's actually kind of authoritarian and creepy to even suggest. And it might not be nice, it might hurt your feelings, it might feel impolite if people don't refer to you the way you'd like to be referred to. I can completely wrap my head around that. But if this is really such a big problem for you that you feel your human rights have been violated and you feel the need to run to TikTok for clout and oppression points, then honestly, to use the woke language, right? You must be pretty darn privileged because in the grand scheme of things, it's really not that big a deal, y'all. It's just not. And again, we don't have the context of this video. We don't know what was said before and after. And for this employee, I mean, the employee is definitely pretty firm with her and, and is... <laughs> really threatens to like kick them out with Port Authority, all that. So I, I would like to think that there's some more context that explains why they would be so direct. Because normally in these videos, you see employees are super apologetic, super accommodating. And I can understand why they're like that. But I can also understand why at some point people get sick of it and are like, enough is enough. Piss off. You don't have special privileges. You're not the most important person in the world. Stop walking around and expecting the entire world to validate you and read your mind and give you exactly what you want all the time. Because some of these people really are the most privileged, oppressed people you could possibly imagine. And I really don't know who they think they're helping or what they think they're achieving when they pull stunts like this and successfully go viral. Because you're certainly not helping advance the LGBT community. Oh no. To the very opposite, you're giving trans people a bad name and being intentionally and obviously divisive. 
Up next, as always, we're going to round out the podcast with me reacting to some insane, dumb, or just hilarious LGBT TikToks. Up first, what do you get when you mix a healthy dose of youthful narcissism with TikTok brain? Well, you get something like this. So your family thinks they're going to get away with dead naming you and misgendering you this holiday season? No, they're not. You know why? Because you're deranged kazoo kid. You play a wind instrument. You take your mouthpiece and you just anytime the wrong pronouns or the wrong name comes out and you be obnoxious as shit because they'll stop real quick. So I at least appreciate the self-awareness to know and admit that this is deranged behavior. Like I generally use people's pronouns or names within reason, but there would be no better way to get me to dig my heels in and refuse to use your pronouns than to try some shit like this with me. Absolutely not. I'd be having none of it. You can go sit at the kids table and we will not be accommodating your childish temper tantrums. This is just childish and grating behavior and it wouldn't be a good look coming from any community. You're never gonna achieve acceptance for a community or a movement by being as annoying and grating on others as humanly possible. And it's crazy to me that I even have to explain that to people. Up next, did you know the United States is basically the same thing as the Gaza Strip for LGBT people. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face, but uh, buckle up. The argument that if uh, somebody like me went to Gaza, I'd get my head cut off by Hamas is just- I'm so glad someone said this. Also, I'd like to add that I'm worried about getting my head cut off here. People here don't like queer people. So I'm not safe here either. <sighs> Y'all, TikTok brain. It really is something. It really is a trip. Seriously, it requires a genuinely astounding and mind-boggling level of ignorance or delusion to suggest with at all a straight face that the United States is in any way comparable to the Gaza Strip, controlled by Hamas, for LGBTQ people. And before you say it, before you hit me with the talking points, trans people are not objectively, they are not murdered at higher rates than everyone else in the United States. This is a false narrative that's constantly spun by activist groups and agitators to spin up alarmism and support for their cause. The reason that's so destructive is you end up with young people like this who really have been brainwashed and unfortunately they feel needless fear as a result. Things are not perfect and I don't know that they ever will be, but there's really been very few times or places in human history that are better for an LGBT person than America in 2024. So to remain so scared and to think the whole world here hates you and wants to cut your head off is just totally detached from reality. And honestly, like I'm not attacking this person. I feel bad for them. They're going through all this fear that's, that's not ground. It's not grounded in reality. So it's, it's needless fear. It's alarmism and they're putting themselves through distress. They don't need to experience. It's actually really, really profoundly sad. And it's why I criticize the LGBT activist organizations so often for the messaging that they put out, because it really does lead people to these addled and distorted conclusions that negatively affect their lives. That's a real shame. Up next, is being gay an act of violence against trans people? I don't know how to prepare you for this one, so just brace yourself. My partner and I are both on Grindr. We have 
not gotten hit on like at all usually we get hit on like fairly regularly we're from boston pretty much the minute i open that app i have people messaging me a lot of them are chasers which like isn't great but there is legitimate like interest and it is not hard for me to make connections on that app compare that to like an explicitly gay queer town where the grinder like should be hopping and it is completely dead my partner has tried messaging people and people have like flat out been like no like i don't want to you i don't want to hook up with you i also haven't gotten hit on in person here like at all um but and this is where the transphobia really comes in is that my partner who passes for cis in a way that i don't and is you know like a bear is getting hit on a ton like men are all over him in person and so like the contrast between how hard he's being flirted with in person versus how dead grinder is is very much like oh you think he's hot when you think he is this specific thing but as soon as you realize that he doesn't have a penis you don't actually want him it feels like icky it feels kind of violent it feels mm, i don't know insidious i guess is really the word i keep coming back to all right listen up cupcake because it's time for some truth telling it is not in fact violent that gay men don't want to have sexual intercourse with someone who has a vagina that's actually just called being gay I actually feel like I'm going insane, guys. Let me know in the comments if I'm if I'm just losing it. Like, am I hallucinating this or is this real life? Females are going on gay men dating apps and then claiming that they are violently victimized because men who are attracted to other males don't want to hook up with them. Huh? There's actually something weirdly entitled and predatory about this way of saying that you're essentially a bigot if you don't find me attractive. They're like delegitimizing our sexuality. What happened to it's okay to be gay, huh? What happened to that? Trans extremists like this are actually undermining gay people's identity and acceptance. They are literally and explicitly saying it's not just problematic, but violent for males to only be attracted to other males. That is insane and regressive. And honestly, it's like you're going so far, you're sounding like the Westboro Baptist Church, babe. Get out of here with this nonsense. Just go away. I'm sure there are plenty of people who want to date you or do whatever with you, but you don't need to force gay men into your bedroom when you are a female. And if these are also the biggest problems you have, how poppin' your grinder DMs are, you might not be that oppressed after all. By the way, and I'm not trying to sound judgy here, but maybe just a little, maybe you could just have sex or hook up with your partner instead of random strangers. What a radical thought, huh? What a radical, radical notion. <sighs> All right, guys, I can't handle any more of the alphabet people's insanity in one sitting without incurring 
permanent brain damage. If you enjoyed this, or at least if you got some sick sense of pleasure out of watching me suffer, do consider dropping a like and commenting with your thoughts. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, don't forget to subscribe. We're growing really fast. And if you're listening on audio podcast platforms, please do me a huge favor and go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever platform you're on. It helps us grow and reach more people. With that, I'll see you all next week.